Hello, and welcome to this special episode of Storied San Francisco. I'm your host, Jeff Hunt. In this podcast, we check in with Muttville founder and CEO, Sherry Franklin. We had Sherry on the podcast back in season two, so if you haven't already, please go back and check that out. Here, you'll hear how Muttville has adjusted its operation during the COVID-19 shutdown. You'll also learn from Sherry about how they're taking their annual gala online this year. Exciting stuff. This special episode is part of our Small Business September series. Here's Sherry. What's different about Muttville in these times of shelter in place? So what's different about Muttville? Like everything is different right now than what we were doing in on March 1st and now almost September 1st. Um, first off, on uh, the day they had the shelter in place take place, we had to place all of our dogs, 91 dogs at the time, all in foster homes because we wanted to shut down our major shelter facility um, so that we could then regroup and figure out how we were gonna manage. Um, so in 72 hours, we had 91 dogs in foster homes. Literally every dog that was at the shelter had been moved to a foster home. Um, and then we took about four or five days and just sort of shut down and had a lot of meetings. I learned how to use Zoom real fast, right? Because that's what we <laughs> all did. We all learned how to do Zoom. Right. So. Um, we decided we were going to start up virtual adoptions. We didn't miss, a, we didn't skip a beat. We started working on how to um, place dogs in homes without actually having to spread germs um, and do it very safely. Um, we were getting um, so much interest in so many applications and so many friends and people that didn't know us and everybody wanted a dog. And um, it was a little bit of a silver lining in this whole catastrophic moment. Would you say that you saw that right away or? I, I felt like it happened overnight. Uh, my phone, uh, like my text messages, I had like 40 in, in 48 hours from friends of friends that wanted to set up their friend with a dog or foster a dog. And that was just the people I happened to know. Um, everybody realized, hey, I'm home. I've always wanted to have a dog in my life. I can do that now. And um, a lot of those uh, foster homes became adopters uh, through the course of this. Um, even our, we had, at the time we had three diabetic dogs and we had a handful of blind dogs and dogs that had been waiting for homes for over a month and those dogs all got adopted it was just and beautifully adopted into great homes that um, were willing to put in that extra work and that extra time um, we tried to not mire ourselves in a lot of like all the crazy stuff we wanted to just we we knew we were needed like by the public as well as by the shelters but you know like senior for senior adopters people that literally are so lonely and now they can't even leave their, their house i mean they all want to docs so um really it was about stepping up and um figuring out how to make that happen and i have to say for the first 
two to three weeks, it seemed like our protocols got better and better and better. Um, everything from, you know, always wearing a mask to, you know, giving somebody a plastic bag that they could open with their new leash in it so that everything was sterilized and we didn't have to really hand over a used leash, but really hand over a totally clean one that's been plastic bagged for you. And, um, and doing all the paperwork virtually rather than having people sign things uh, in person. We did a lot of that stuff virtually so that we could um, just make things, the handoff of new dogs really easy. Mm -hmm. Um, And since the lockdown or the shelter in place, we have rescued and found homes for almost 400 dogs now. Wow. Is that, um, how does that uh, compare with the normal roughly six months? As good as, if not better. Um, You know, the steps that we have to take now are a little bit more onerous. We can't just have an an open house where 20 people come and everybody gets to adopt a dog. It's like one-on-one, which is great in a way because we really spend a lot of time on uh, concierge, we like doing concierge matchmaking with the dogs and the applicants. So you really get a lot more one-on-one, though it takes just a little bit longer or, you know, a couple more steps that we have to take in order to make those matches happen. Right. Um, so understandably. Under, yes. And the fact that we've been able to keep up with the need that, that is out there and that the shelters, even during the fires, we've been able to help bring some of those dogs that were in the fire zones to Muttville so that they can make room for some of the fire refugee dogs. That's what I was going to, I was going to ask, um, both with the fires, but also the, the months, you know, uh, I guess, March until the fires started, were you seeing a difference in the number of dogs going to shelters? Because a lot of, you know, yeah. with with the coronavirus came all the economic fallout and a, a, I don't I don't think yeah. we don't even really have an idea yet of how many people have been displaced uh, because of economics. Um, ha, what have you guys seen as far as dogs? I, I feel like for the first couple months um, when we started the shelter in place, there were less dogs, uh, less people, less shelters asking us to help. And um, in the past six weeks, we've seen that really start to rise. The, the amount of dogs being turned into shelters due to hardship or housing. A lot of people now, what I've seen is a lot of people actually have um, had to move in with their parents or or the parents have had to move in with the kids and can't bring their dogs. So um, we are starting to see more need to um, take in dogs, but we've also still seen an uptick in the, appli- in the applications to adopt. So wow. I feel like um, right now it's a balancing act, but right now we're handling it pretty well. And um, I, I feel like our biggest problem has been trying to engage every single person that filled out an application. Mm. Um, you know, we had, I think, 400 applications to foster and 500 applications to adopt. 
And we only bring in 25 dogs a week. We are, there's no way that we could make everybody happy. Right. And so, I, you know, it's sort of like setting that expectation that you're going to get a dog when you might not was, was sort of like, how are we going to deal with that? People are going to be really pissed off at us that we can't get them a dog, which has happened, you know, so it has, it has been sort of like, how do we message that and, and let them know that we we're trying and that, you know, we care and we, we want to find you a dog <laughs> and vice versa, you know, be able, be able to be there for the, the people that need us to take their dog too. <laughs> so it is, a, it's a little bit of a balancing act and yeah, the communication yeah. part of it also was, it still is. Um, we, you know, we do, we're doing a lot more in the communication outreach than we would have if we were actually open, if our shelter was open. Um, so we literally have meetings Monday through Friday, just the communications team, just to talk about what are we going to, you know, what do we need to change? Um, how are we going to make sure that people know that they can still, that they're still, they should still fill out an application. There might, you know, whatever it is or what we're doing and how we're doing it and, um, and, and letting everybody know that we're here for them at the same time. And are you doing any sort of, um, I, I am going to assume, or maybe I should just ask, are you taking any new volunteers at this point? Um, right now, uh, right now we're having, we're not taking any new volunteers except for foster volunteers. Right. So um, people that want to foster dogs, we are still um, open to having new fosters come. Um, right now we're just trying to communicate with all of our volunteers, which are like family to us. Right. I really miss them, but you know, I'm sequestered in my house because I'm the oldest person at Montville and they're like, no, you don't get to come to Montville. So I don't even get to go, okay? I get videos. It's killing me, okay. uh, but um, so we don't really need um, any volunteers per se. Um, we are, our vet staff is there full time working with, with all of our dogs uh, and our foster families and the new dogs that come in. And our, um, we have, a, you know what we have also, which is kind of cool is we have a team A and team B. So if, if somebody in team A ends up with COVID and they're all at Muttville, that team A will go on a two weeks, you know, two weeks off uh, in quarantine and we'll bring in the other team. So we're trying not to cross pollinate. That's super um, smart. Can't close down. Right. We, 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 we owe it to our public to never be, to never have that happen. So we've yeah. really taken a lot of precautions around not cross-pollinating uh, amongst team members. Team mm -hmm. A, team B, team B, and none shall fall in the middle sort of thing. So that, you know, in case, you know, we've been very lucky. We haven't had uh, any cases, so that's good. Good, good. Um, I, I think one of the things that we are doing that's gonna be really fun is, you know, we've always had this big gala every fall that we call senior prom. And of course, we had we canceled our in-person senior prom, and we're, now we're going to be doing uh, uh, a virtual gala senior prom. It's still going to be called, and our um, theme this year is um, "Mutts on the Moon," 
So it's going to be space age uh, on zoom much of the, you know, we'll be like zoom into the moon. Um, and instead of picking a prom king and queen, we're going to pick an astronaut to go to the moon. Yes. Uh, The dogs, you know, the dogs are the prom prom king and queen, but this year it'll be, the dogs will be, uh, be bind to be the astronaut that gets chosen to go to the moon. So cute. When is that going to be? It's September 26th. Okay. And it's uh, Saturday. It's a Saturday night. Tickets are on sale right now on our website. Um, okay. through, up, up until the day, really. Okay. And um, they're very affordable. Uh, all the money goes to the dogs. Um, it'll be a really fun event. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be short and compact with lots and lots of doggy stuff. Yes. Um, okay. Well, like in addition to uh, the gala, are you doing any other sorts of, um, you know, are, are you taking donations or taking uh, of of stuff or and or money yeah. like you did in normal times? Yeah. So we um, we have limited our uh, hard donations, our donations that come to us to um, nothing used right now, like no used dog beds, no used towels and things like that. But we are still taking anything that's new or, or washed and clean, like, like dog bowls that you can wash um, that aren't fabric. Um, so we still are taking some donations. Um, and we also, for people that are interested in helping, we have a wish list. Um, it's an Amazon wish list and a regular wish list, which is on our website as well. Um, we are, uh, we live off, you know, small donations. That's pretty much what we, what the dogs get rescued by. That's what we do. So, um, anybody that feels like they've got the, the cash to help us and help all the senior dogs out there that need us, uh, please go to our website and you can see how you can do that. There's a lot of different ways you can donate. I, I think that right now is a wonderful time to have a dog in your life, um, especially if you know your housing is safe. Mm-hmm. And um, and we are we have I just always say Muttville has the best dogs. Mm. We really have the best dogs. That was Sherry Franklin of Muttville. The next special episode of Storied San Francisco will be a check-in with Caring Cowgirls, Liz Beeson. Don't miss that next Monday. Meanwhile, have a wonderful weekend, and please support San Francisco small businesses. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Photography is by Michelle Kilfeder. The show is hosted and produced by me. Michelle and I have produced more than 120 episodes over the last three years. And you can find them all over at our website, storiedsf.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as just about everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Please subscribe to stay up to date on all the content we publish. And if you have any feedback for us, or you just want to say hi, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay safe, and stay healthy. Stay healthy.